Welcome to the Gems Podcast. Hip-hop, spirituality, family, life, love, and all of the above is right here on the Gems Podcast. Like a precious gem, a small drop of hope can bring much beauty. I'm your host, B Attitude, and thank you for tuning in to the third episode of the Gems Podcast, brought to you by He Did It LLC. We are not regular. So for today's episode, this is a Granny Told Me exclusive, y'all. So it's going to be full of all things Granny. Starting off, we're going to go straight to the lyrical breakdown. The lyrical breakdown. The lyrical breakdown. And on this segment of the lyrical breakdown, we're actually going to listen to the song Granny Told Me by Vi Moon. For those of you who listened to the first episode of the podcast, I mentioned that the song Granny Told Me was the song that inspired me to invite Granny Maxwell to join the Gems podcast and to just drop all her gems and her wealth of information to the masses. So I want you guys to check out Granny Told Me by Vi Moon. Granny Told Me. Making these beats about the faith I'm living Granny always call and check up on how I'm feeling Ask me how the kids doing and can she talk to Britney I remember, I remember back in 2011 Granny called me up one day to check on how I'm living I just got off, I was working nights back then And Granny calls real early, before 10, early So we had casual conversation Told me she anticipated my graduation Then out the blue, this is true, dropped the bomb on me Ask me when you gon' marry Sonia's mom, homie Hear me? I didn't know what I was supposed to say Back then I was 24 or 23 And me and Brittany had drama, it was real deep She got pregnant at 19 while getting our college degree Crazy And really marriage never crossed my mind I was too busy chasing women out there on my grind But around the time Granny asked that simple question I was already renewing my faith as a Christian And yeah, I've always been saved, but please hear me In 2011, I started taking it seriously So when she asked me the question about Brittany My heart was soft and not hard like it used to be So when she asked me, I really took it literally Then three months later, I proposed and now here are we Say when she asked me, I really took it literally and three months later, I proposed, and now here we. A granny, my granny told me. 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 Granny told me
without saying words Hard work, dedication, get you ahead of the curve Get it done while you can, enjoy the money you earn Live your life with a plan, anticipate every turn Make mistakes, then learn, and keep on to your goals Write down your thoughts, cause your thoughts are gold This is seed you sown, granny, your legacy lives Generations will reap the benefits of your gifts My granny told me that I am a leader, so I have to be an example My mama is wise, she learned from the best And she taught me in life you must handle Your business, cause she watched her mama do it So that's why I'm lit like a candle Yes, I'm on fire for Christ Cause my family taught me my purpose when I was in Pampas My granny told me, told me granny told me My granny told me, granny told me My granny told me, granny told me Granny told me, granny told me My granny told me, keep my head up Okay, so usually after we play the song on the lyrical breakdown, we pick a line or a verse or a chorus and we um, ask the artists, you know, what did they mean or have them explain it further. But the cool thing about the Granny Told Me song, I mean, it's just straight to the point. It's, it's, there's no mystery. It's like, hey, Granny said this, Granny said that. This is what she said. You know, he quoting his Granny. And so for this granny exclusive episode of the Lyrical Breakdown, the one line that I want to personally point out in that song is the line where granny said, when you gonna marry Britney? That's what I'm talking about, Granny Maxwell. Thank you for calling my husband by moon. Thank you for um, putting a spotlight on him like, hey, come on now. If you like it, then you should put, you know, Beyonce quote. That's all I'm saying. So that is the lyric. That is the the line that I want to highlight in that song. When you gonna marry Britney? And obviously, he listened to his granny. He took that advice. And here we are. So the next segment of the Granny told me exclusive episode of the Gems podcast brought to you by Heated at LLC is Granny told me. And in this particular segment, she is talking about four of the eight stages of life. And wow, everything that she said in this segment, I had to listen to over and over again because we have four children And each one of our kids were in one of those stages. And the way she explains it helped me realize, okay, this is age appropriate. You know, sometimes we get on our children for doing stuff and we're like, why are you acting bad or doing this? But it let me know like, okay, this is the particular stage they're in. This is what they're going to do. This is how they're going to test you. And this is what you can do to help them during this stage of life. So guys, listen to this, take notes. Here it goes. Granny, what piece of advice do you have to give uh, these parents? First, I would like to thank He Did It LLC. But today, uh, we want to talk a little bit about um, the stages of life that a child, that a human, go through. 
There's eight stages of life, according to Erickson, who's somebody that I studied in early childhood. His name is Eric Erickson. But the eight stages of life that a human goes through once birth take places is infant, and that's from the day of birth to 18 months. 18 months, and then you got toddlers, which is 18 months to two years, three years, and then you got pre-K from three to five years, and then you have the fourth stage is pre-adolescent. Now, in each one of those stages, the brain is developing the life that a child or a human being will live basically for the rest of their life. For instance, infant to 18-month-old, the, the, the development of their brain, they are developing trust versus mistrust. For example, if a baby cry and the mom respond to that baby, that baby is learning that when I cry, somebody's going to respond. So that's learning trust. If the baby cry and nobody respond, that brain is developing mistrust. And you see it a lot with children that come in through foster care because they don't get that trust from their parent. And sometimes they're placed in homes where, um, well, they're not their biological child, so they don't get the same kind of bonding. Now, as you notice, when a baby is born, the first thing the doctor do is spank them. And he spank them so they will cry. And the reason I think, I hadn't heard anybody say this, but I think the reason the doctor do that, when you think about this information, is when that baby cry, then the nurse grab him and wrap him up and put him and cuddle him and put him right in mama's arm. And the bonding and the trust begin right there. The second stage of life after that child turned 18 months old, he has become a toddler and he is going through the autonomy versus shame. Now, autonomy means that he's developing his um, thought pattern, okay? He's developing his independence. And we have... You've heard, I'm sure all of us have heard, we call them the terrible two. I took that T and turned it into terrific two because of the developmental stage that child is going through. That baby is just trying to develop, what can I do for myself? What can I not do for myself? And if we praise him, yay, baby, you did it, versus stop, don't do that. You shouldn't be doing that. You, you, you've given him shame when you do it that way. But if you praise him, he develops his own independence. Oh, this is okay. Even if you need to redirect him, you would redirect him in a positive way, not in a shaming type way. So that's what's going on from 18 months to three years. I have a que- I have a question okay. about the those terrible two years. Uh, I've I've been around 
parents who, you know, their kids in that stage of life and they're like, man, he's bad. She's bad. Or, you know, that kid, you know, what do you, is that, um, is that something we should be doing as parents? You know, even if they do quote unquote bad things, should we be saying that speaking those things or what do you advise parents who are doing that? Absolutely not. Anything that a child do, he is exploring. He or she is exploring. If you call it bad, the brain will develop, oh, this is bad, and my mama going to call me bad, or my dad going to call me bad, and I'm going to get their attention when I'm bad. So whatever that child is doing, you identify that can be harmful to you. I would want, babe, uh, Sally, Joe, this is how you do this. You do not play with this. You can play with this. But never, ever, even any in any stage of life, I've learned in working with the human, you do not call them Bad. You identify the behavior, you explain the behavior, you tell them the consequences of the behavior, but you don't call them bad. You might say what you are doing is bad, but you don't say, oh, he's bad or she's bad. What you what happened when you do that, uh, Brittany, you encourage the child to be bad. Okay, so we definitely don't want to do, um, definitely don't want to call them bad. Okay, gotcha. The next um, stage of life is pre K, that's infant, first stage, infant to 18 months, toddlers 18 months to three years. The second stage is pre K. In this stage of life, this is initiative versus guilt what they are going through. And in this stage, they're going to ask you a lot of questions because they're looking for confirmation. And they're going to be developing through play. They're going to be learning how to initiate things. Come play with me. I want to play with this. I want to do this. Because they've gone through, they know they can trust they know they've gotten the autonomy, developing their independence. So now they want to initiate it, okay? And then the opposite of that is guilt. If you won't allow them to initiate, come play with me, let's take turns, let's play with a car, then if you always say, oh, no, you can't play, oh, no, you you helping them to develop guilt, what you do is encourage the exploration, the ex, their plan and their social skills and learning how to share and deal with other people, which makes for a better human, okay? Wow. And then you got that pre-adolescent stage, and that's stage four, and that's stage six years to 13, and that stage is industry versus inferiority complex. Um, the industrial part is 
becoming totally independent, learning what my purpose is here. Um, I know I'm good at dancing, or I know I'm good at basketball. You know, the purpose comes in the 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 gift that God give us because as you're working with children in an early childhood setting, you can see, I have seen so many children in that area. You can see the gift that God put in them at, at that at that stage. It, it ain't nothing they practice. It ain't nothing that they learn. You haven't carried them and went to football or basketball or dancing or, or flipping or what you call it, acrobatic stuff, mm-hmm, their body is just designed to do it. Now, if you encourage it, oh, sweetheart, you, I like to see you turn those scripts. Run down through there and turn them again. That builds their self-esteem. But if you... Girl, stop turning flips like that. Or boy, stop bouncing the ball like that. You know what you're doing? You're encouraging shame. So you do not want to encourage shame. You want to encourage what the gift that God put in them. And I have shared with parents, look, honey, you need to get your baby in aerobics because that child really has the body for running or even track, anything. You can see the, the, the gift in the human body that God puts in them at that stage. So you encourage the parent. That is the gift we see here. And the baby don't have to get, uh, he doesn't have to, she, or he or she doesn't have to be AB students for everything else. Nourish the gift. Encourage the A and the Bs. But if the gift is there and somebody pointed out to you, nourish the gift parent. Okay. Wow. You know, that makes me think of, you know, in the Bible, it says train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they get older, they won't depart. I think uh, I know that means, you know, you know, raising them, you know, uh, training them to, you know, serve the Lord and have relationship with Jesus. But I also think it means to exactly what you said, train up a child in the way that they should go. So each child, you you look at each of your children and see the way that they're going, the gifting that they mm-hmm. they have, and then you point them in that direction instead mm-hmm. of saying, hey, all y'all got to get A's, you know, because not everyone might, you know, they might not all be scholars, you know, but one may exactly. have a gift for something else. Exactly. And the thing about it is when you look at the world and look at society, you recognize that all these gifts are needed in some form or fashion if we just implement them and make sure that that person feel good about the fact that all I can do is run. Mm -hmm. I know how to run. I know how to run fast. And like I said, you see, if you pay attention to them, you see the gift in them and you embrace that, encourage that, um, get them in that particular area, training them in that area. And then you produce a productive citizens, scholars, you produce athletes, you produce because all of these things that we look at and we see people doing, they didn't just start doing it 
now. They started when they were two or when they were three, tumbling and flipping and flopping and running and all of that. That's what we got to do as our children are developing. Those are the stages that I would like to see parents be involved in, understanding what's happening with their child and in embrace it from a positive perspective and I know this because I've studied this and I've had to go through it and everybody that have a baby don't go through early childhood and the stages and how the brain is developing that kind of thing so sometimes we miss the boat you know the thing that I did know when my kids was young and when my oldest grandkid was born the thing that I did know because when my kids was born, I was young. When they were born, the thing that I did know was that they was pretty, that they were smart, mm-hmm. and that they could do anything that anybody else could do. Well, 18, 20 years passed, and I had learned more on early childhood development, and they got grown, and they started having children. Well, I had learned all this information. So when the grandkids started coming along, I knew more to encourage them to encourage their children, you know. So that, that if every parent could get this type of information about the babies that God has given them, because they are a gift. And the Bible said that they are a gift that God has given you. Uh, So if every parent could get that information, it would definitely help move us in a different direction of how to raise our children. Wow. Wow. So, so you've given us the first um, four stages of the eight stages of life because those deal with, you know, mainly parenting. And um, what, I, what I'm getting from you is that um, that parents sometimes see things as disciplinary issues or certain, you know, certain issues with the kid. But what you're telling me is those are they're actually it's age appropriate. They're they're just acting in that stage of life. And if we had a better understanding, we could assist them. Yes. And embrace. You could assist them, embrace them, redirect them, encourage them on the positives because you know that's a stage of life. Every time I hear somebody say, oh, that's a Terrible too. And that's something we've been saying for years and years and years. Because two-year-olds are saying, no, stop, quit. When you know that that is a terrific two, and that terrific two is brain is developing his autonomy, you can you can you can discipline it in a better way. Okay. Wow. Wow. So I was also gonna ask you about dealing with kids with disciplinary issues, but it also sounds like this, you know, maybe the parents should look into these stages because they may not be disciplinary issues. They may just be (laughs) the same thing. Absolutely, Brittany, because the child was born and the child came into a brand new world and you know the bible said we all was born in sin shaped in iniquity and we are 
However, the brain is developing and the brain does not complete development until you're like 20, I think it's like 25 or 26 for a young male, for a young lady like 24, 25. That's when the last synapse of the brain connect. So all this time, we're going through stages. So if you know this as a parent, then you can automatically take care of some of the issues that might become an issue with your child. And it, when they get to teenage stage and they get to friendship stage and all that, you already know what has gone on through their brain, how far their brain have developed, and let me help this child's brain develop in a totally different way, in a positive way. Okay? I, I hope I said that correctly. Yes, this is, I mean, this is like gold. This is really... <laughs> This is really what the Gems podcast is uh, is for. I think a lot of parents um, will be enlightened by this. If you uh, if you guys are listening now and you have any questions for Granny Maxwell, all you have to do is email he did it LLC at gmail dot com and put in the subject line Gems the Gems podcast and ask your questions and we'll get it to Granny Maxwell. Thank you, uh, Granny, for. Uh, this wonderful show and um i look forward to hearing from you next time thank you so much for having me brent well i hope you guys enjoyed this third episode of the gems podcast the granny exclusive episode with granny maxwell dropping gems from the left to the right i hope you picked up some i hope you started a collection i hope you deposited them in your account and uh, i appreciate you guys for listening As always, I end the podcast with one of my favorite quotes. So this quote is from John Lennon. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. So make sure you're living. It's great to have purpose. It's great to have goals. It's great to be inspired. It's great to have a schedule. But live your life. Enjoy your life. Have fun. Be Attitude, the Gems Podcast, brought to you by He Did It LLC. We are not regular. No regular around here. Not even coffee. I give my chai tea latte. Two honeys.